0: Welcome back to the Better Brave podcast. I'm your host Candace Dudley and I have a special guest on today, Blair Sharp. She is an alcohol-free advocate. She's also a mom, wife, and writer. Um so welcome to the show, Blair. Thanks for being here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Um do you want to start and just give us a little bit uh information about yourself and what you do?
1: Um so I'm a psychometrist, which means I test people's thinking. So patients come in, I give them like thinking, memory, attention type tests. Um, so I've been there for just over eight years, and um, I also do freelance
0: writing kind of on the side. Um, so I have been alcohol free as well for a few years now. It's not something I've ever thought about sharing, um, much, it's just something that sort of happened for me. Um, I noticed it was making me feel anxious or uh, having allergic reactions or different health, things like that, um, stomach issues and things that I just wasn't comfortable with having. And so I kind of started cutting back and then completely cut it out. And now here I am. And so I thought this would be a really good topic for us to talk about because, um, on this podcast, we talk a lot about, um, living a healthier lifestyle of, you know, just finding ways to live a little bit better. And so I think it'll give our listeners a really good opportunity to think about, possibly becoming alcohol free or just contemplating it in general because i don't know that in our society it's something that people think about um too often so maybe if you can share about your alcohol free journey
1: i have been alcohol free since february of 2018 and so just four and a half years and um i basically describe my drinking as um i was a binge drinker with no off switch <laughs> And so there are times in your life when that's that you can fit in, right? Like I could fit in, in college. Like that was, that was, I flourished in college. That was the time. Um, My drinking started when I was probably like, you know, in high school, like towards the end, middle of high school, or you're just like trying it out and just like, kind of like everybody else, you know? Um, And, but even, even now when I like look back or I think back um, on high school, drinking times, there were times where it was like too much. Um, but I didn't really know any different. And even in college, I didn't know any different. Like, um, when I went to college, you know, we lived, um, we were all 18. It was our first time away from home. We, you know, I I went to school sometimes, like I I made the, the grades, you know, to stay in school and that kind of thing. Um, but drinking was the priority. It was priority to have fun. Um, and so we did. And um, a lot of, you know, negative consequences, normal college behavior, like blacking out and uh, binge drinking, making bad decisions, not remembering, you know, what happened the night before, how did we get home, lots of that stuff. So that that kind of went throughout my early 20s also um, until maybe like 24, 25. Um, and that's when I got a DUI when I was twenty. Five, I think, 24, 25. Um, and so that was like a major negative consequence, of course, where it was the first time that I'd really, really been in trouble, like with the law, you know, from it. And so I did have to stay in jail for two nights um, for that. And so but even even that really didn't like wasn't really a red flag because, you know, my friend was getting one a month later or like there are other people that I knew that it was just kind of like laughable. Like we were just like any negative consequence like that. It's like, Oh, we didn't remember how we got home. It was funny the next day, you know? So I never really thought like, this is a problem. Um, and then, um, after, so I had met my husband actually right before I got the DUI. So he has been through all of that with me. Um, and we just celebrated our seven year wedding anniversary yesterday, actually. So congratulations! Um, thank you. Yeah. And so, um, That kind of kept going just like the blacking out and, and I just always had, um, I could drink a lot, but it was more, um, I don't know. Like, I just felt like I always just wanted more, like even, like I could go to a party and have like a drink and come home. But like in my brain, there was always like, Oh, but I still kind of want more. I want to keep drinking. I want to stop on the way home, you know? And so, um, sometimes I did and sometimes I didn't, um, but the DUI was like the main big negative consequence. There was like little fights with my husband and things like that here and there. Um, and a lot of them were because of my drinking. But then um, it didn't really, it didn't really seem to me like it was something that I needed to address until I had my son, which was when I was 30. Um, I had my son and um, he... So I, I quit drinking, you know, for the pregnancy, it was like, no problem to quit. It was almost kind of maybe this is like a nice break. This is a reason I can, I can quit, you know, that maybe I was looking for subconsciously, I don't know. Um, And, and then when I started drinking again, just like slowly, you know, after I had him, I could have a few and go home. But, but again, there was that like thought in the back of my brain, like, oh, but I kind of want like another one. And that's like kind of the nature of alcohol anyways. Like, you want another one, you know, it wants, you know, it, it makes you want another one and and things like that. Um, like I said, I had my son when, when I was 30 and, um, I noticed my body was a little bit different. It took alcohol. Like I got drunk a little bit faster after I had him, which of course, you know, like I had a lower tolerance. I had been so long that I, since I hadn't drank and, um, but I still found myself drinking like the same amount. Like I still would keep wanting more and more and more. And I was doing a lot more like drinking it at home because I was a mom now. And so like I was, you know, my husband would maybe go out with friends and then I had to stay home, you know? And so I would be like, oh, I I can have a drink or like I would tell myself, like I could have a couple right. glasses of wine, but like it would be like a bottle or two of wine. You know what I mean? Like by the end yeah. of it, it would just like be way too much. Um, and typically this was like just on the weekends. Like I I wasn't somebody who was getting up in the morning and having to drink before I went to work or, or drinking a lot during the week. It was mostly just on the weekends. So it'd be like Friday night. And sometimes it was just like Friday night because I'd be so hungover the next day that I couldn't even fathom smelling alcohol again, you know? Um, but throughout all of this, I never was like, oh, maybe I should chill out. Maybe I should drink less. Maybe I should moderate. Maybe I should have water in between drinks. Maybe I should eat before I drink, you know, like any of those moderation techniques. Like I never did that. I think, cause I just knew that I couldn't like, could, like, what's the point of that? Cause I don't, who wants to do that? That's not fun. You know? Um, it was always kind of like, this is just how I drink and that's just how it's going to be, you know? And so, um, then when my son was 18, so my husband also does not drink, which is another whole layer he doesn't drink because he has a problem with drinking he just like never really drank um so he's um been through it all with me (laughs) and so um that's just kind of a, a thing to note i guess but um my son was 18 months old when I quit drinking and, um, it was a, a regular like night, you know, I think it was a Friday night again, where I just had too much to drink. I was hungover, and towards the end of the, the, my drinking, I would have like these like physical hangovers for a couple of days. Cause I would drink so much. And then it'd be like emotional hangovers, like the next couple of days after that. So that would lead into Monday, Tuesday but then that would wear off. And I would, you know, on Friday drink again. So that was kind of like the cycle that I was in. And then when, um, he was 18 months old, like I said, it was just another, another weekend like that. But this time my husband had told me on that weekend that, um, like I can't drink with him, like my son by myself, because we just like, didn't really know what would happen. Like, but it's funny because like, he even wasn't saying like, you can't ever drink again. Right. It was just like, you can't drink with our son there, you know, just by yourself. Right. Um, and so I was like, Oh, okay. Like whatever that day. And then on the Monday after I was at work and I was still super hungover, like just down about everything. Like, why can't I just drink like a normal person, you know? And, um, cause it's always been this way. And I found a blog on scary mommy and I read it. It was about a mom who didn't drink. And I was like, Oh my God, she just is like a normal person. She decided to not drink anymore. Like this is crazy. And so I Googled her or looked her up or something and heard her on a podcast, heard her tell her story. And I was like, Oh my God, that's not like my story. It's the same thing, you know?
0: Right. And I just found
1: a lot of like similarities with our story. And so I just typed her name into Instagram or Facebook and sent her a message on Facebook and was like, Hey, I just like binged everything that you've ever written. You know, <laughs> <laughs> like I need help. Like I know I need to, to quit, but I can't like, how am I supposed to quit drinking? Like, that's what I do. That's what we do. And we're, you know, having fun. And, and for me, like I said, it's never been like a physical, like, Oh, I just really need it. I mean, at some point I'm sure it was, but like, it was more like a social thing for me where like, that's what we did. That's what I did when I went out with friends and that's what we did for everything. And um, so it was just like, how was, how am I supposed to live my life without doing that? Cause that's just what I'm used to and what I know. And so, um, she gave me a bunch of resources. She told me what books to read and podcasts to listen to and, um, all that kind of stuff. And so, um, yeah. And so that was the last time I
0: drank that weekend. And so I, uh, haven't drank since. Wow. Well, thank you for sharing that. Yeah. I, as I'm listening, I'm like, this just sounds so normal. It sounds so typical. Right. And I'm right. sure our listeners are like, oh, that's what I do. Like yeah, the whole college experience that yeah. like mine, like. You exactly planned your weeks around when you were going to get that chance to let loose right. mm-hmm. and go drinking and with your friends and you know, the whole thing. And, but even your mom's story and that part, it just yeah. sounds so normal. Like it's just something that we have normalized as a mm-hmm. society and we just don't, I don't think, think about it as much. So thanks for sharing that. Cause yeah. I think it's really relatable. Um, So you mentioned that you found someone and you read some things and Mm -hmm. she sent you some resources. So if someone's listening to this and they're like, huh, maybe that's a brand new idea. I didn't think of it either. How, uh, would you suggest going about starting?
1: Yeah. So the book that she suggested to me was called this naked mind by Annie grace. And, um, that book really like blew my mind. Like I, I just, it made me realize, like, I didn't have to drink like I kind of thought I did. Like, we we were just, like, we're literally at a young age told, like, this is what you do, you know? And so it kind of makes you take a step back and look at the whole picture. Like, really, like, these alcohol companies are kind of, you know, uh, they're making money off of us. Like, they don't care that you're drinking, you know, uh, carcinogen and, like, all these um, negatives that actually come from drinking, and so th- this naked mind is that book. And then um, uh, there's a podcast called Sober Powered, um, and that's more of a science-based uh, podcast. They're really short; they're about 15 minutes long, um, so they're really good if you want to know like what the what alcohol does to our mind and our bodies. And that's a really good one. My friend Jill hosts that one. Um, and then another one that I really like is called, um, we are the luckiest and it's by Laura McCowan. And so she's, she's one of the first people that I read a lot of her blogs and she had a podcast back in the day as well. Um, I also have a sober Instagram account so they could follow that and that's sobriety activist.
0: Okay. Perfect. Um, and I
1: also do, yeah, I do a lot of, um, writing on medium and other places, um, about just my journey and, and different topics about sobriety and living alcohol-free. So, um, I also have a alcohol-free newsletter that oh, I just awesome. started. Yeah. I just started that. So that's called relatable AF. Okay. And so that one you can, you can find through my Instagram link too. So.
0: Okay. Perfect. And I'll link all that in our show notes too for our listeners. Yeah. Um, and you, so since you mentioned, you know, that there's actual carcinogens in alcohol and things like, like that. Um, go ahead and touch on that. Like what, just briefly, what does alcohol, even in small amounts do to our bodies, our minds? Yeah. Yeah. So I'm not a science <laughs> expert. Right. Um,
1: I just know that, you know, it's a addictive substance and, um, you know, I'm sure you've heard the term like addictive, you have an addictive personality. Well, that's not like our actual real thing, but there are people that are just genetically disposed to predisposed to, um, you know, having that, that inability to kind of stop after a couple. Um, and I think one thing to mention is that what I found out I didn't, I mean, this is stuff we don't know until you know it. Right. I didn't, I wasn't yes. looking up like, what does alcohol do to my body? Like while I'm drinking it, it doesn't, it didn't matter <laughs> to me. It was just right. it mattered what I was getting from it. But the fact that, um, like I said, there's some people, there's some of us, and I'm one of these people who, when we drink, um, some people are just like, oh yeah, that's kind of cool. Like I'll do it again, probably, you know, but, but like, I could take or leave it like whatever. But then me and some other people that have this brain, whatever, um, think, oh my God, that is good. Like that is a good feeling. And I want more of it and I want it now. And I want to do it again. When can we do it again? Like, and so like, there's, different brain you know our brains just react to it differently and 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 I, as soon as I learned that I was like oh yeah well that's obvious like that's obviously like how my brain does so like it does think so my brain thinks um but so like that was kind of helpful in the beginning to realize okay well that's just like how my brain is and I and I just can't drink I, I'm not going to drink anymore because I know that there's only one way you know that I drink and so that's going to be the way no matter what what day of the week it is so um it also increases your anxiety. Like you had mentioned, like that's people, people drink because they're anxious, but really it's making your anxiety worse. I think there's a quote, like it's just pouring gasoline on your anxiety.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. yeah,
1: And that's like one of the big things that people say to me, like, I'm just so, um, I'm so anxious all the time. And so like I drink to cope with that and it calms me down and I, and it probably does. It probably calms you down. It makes you feel good for that like, 20 minutes in the beginning. And then you want to drink more and more and more, but then the more and more and more is the thing that's now going to make your anxiety worse. And you're going to wake up at 3am like, yes, with shame and regret. And what did I say? Or, and even if you're not like somebody who like blacks out when they drink, cause not everybody does, but there's still just like that feeling of, um, just that anxious
0: underlying anxious feeling kind of yep that's exactly what it would do to me um, the next day and then um, my anxiety would cause all kinds of other right issues then right yeah spirals yes spirals like the spiral in your your mind of just the your thoughts being going crazy Mm -hmm. and then sometimes like paralyzing you to even do anything or start anything because you don't feel good. And now you're worried that you're not going to get everything done. And, and yeah, it just spiraled out. So, um, I think these are great things for people to think about, um, anything else that you would mention, like to, to people who are thinking about starting this, um, or giving it a try, like, do they set a certain amount of time and see how it feels? Um, do they just dump everything out that they have and pull yeah. turkey? Um, what would you suggest? And maybe that falls under knowing yourself too. Like you mentioned, yeah, like right. how you are as a person, like if you're going to feel too deprived to just get rid of it all and it's going to become right. worse, um, then maybe it's some, so do you have any suggestions for that?
1: Yeah. um, I mean, so if if it's somebody that's like a daily drinker who like you, you, your body literally needs it to function in the day, like you should absolutely not just stop out of nowhere. Like you definitely can uh, need to talk to like a doctor or medical professional before you you do that, because you can actually die from doing that. And so um, if it's some, you know, like I said, I was just kind of like a weekend. right? Of course, I drank sometimes during the week, but it was mainly like just you know, on the weekends and things like that. But, um, I think pretty early on, if you decide to not, not drink anymore, or just take a break, you'll realize how much you are actually relying on it. And you'll notice like, what, what time of day, what days, what are the, what is the stress maybe that's making you drink? Or are you, you know, just drinking for fun. So like, it's kind of like eye opening to just take a break and just, um, recognize those things and just kind of notice how it, um, it shows up in your life. And I would say, you know, I would say it kind of depends. Like it depends if you're a person that wants to quit forever or a lot of people have a hard time saying forever, but, um, maybe try it for a couple of weeks and just see how you feel. I think at least two weeks, um, I think it's 10 days that it takes for it to fully get out of your body. But, um, I would say, yeah, a couple, try a couple of weeks and just kind of sit around and kind of like not sit around, like notice like what you're right notice when you're wanting to drink and like, you might be shocked at actually how much it's playing a role in your life. And it might be like, Whoa, you know, like, well, maybe I need to like chill out a little more on this. Um, and it's definitely important to, to speak to like a therapist or a counselor. If you, if you're struggling with, with it a little bit more, um, but, um, yeah, I, and then a lot of people just notice those things and then they like, they they make a more conscious decision instead of just at the end of the day I'm going to have my my two or three beers it's like okay. well try now that I've gone 2 weeks and I wake up and I feel like amazing yeah right. even on days even on days when I like don't feel amazing I feel way better than yes. if I would have drank the night before you know what I mean like I still eat like way too much ice cream and yeah. go to bed and I feel like crap when I wake up but It's definitely way better than if I had a hangover and like, that's like the number one thing that is like so good about not drinking is not having a hangover and that spirals the good spirals into your life because you're more motivated and you're more, um, you have more energy and you're less irritable, like Mm -hmm. especially as parents, like there's so many things that
0: irritate us, you know, you know, I never like.
1: yeah, yeah,
0: I I I hate the, um, the like the mommy wine yes. like play that that they market to mm-hmm. us like that yeah we need it to, because like you said I, I actually think that in that moment that 20 minutes or whatever yeah yep. sure that probably helped right now, all the rest of it all around it it's not and it's making it worse and you are more irritable because now you're tired mm-hmm. or you have a headache and it just compound. You're
1: not getting in, you're also not getting that good, like your actual REM good sleep either, because that's interfering with your, your sleep. And so that, I mean, sleep is like so important. Mm. Like people don't realize how much sleep (laughs) is important. And so that, in addition to everything else, you know, um, I can't imagine waking up. My kid is up at like five, like he was up before five today, you know, and I'm like, could I could not even imagine being hungover and being woken up at five o'clock?
0: Right, like you know, <laughs> <it's amazing. Yeah. laughs> I, like I, I like how I you said, just try it out and give yourself a good right. two weeks, see how you feel. And I love the part about just noticing and even noticing if it's the same time, because right. this is the same thing I tell um, my accountability clients that I work with is like think about your day and, and take an inventory of it. And it, there might be just like a habit loop that you have yes, built into yep. your brain that every day at this time, that's when like, maybe you eat healthy all day long. And there's like this one hour every day that you uh-huh. crumble. It's usually the same hour for you every uh-huh. day. I bet if you look at it and it's probably, you could probably find, um, things like that with your alcohol consumption too, because yeah we're just that's how our brains are worked i love learning mm-hmm. about habits and things like that and how our brain works and so give yourself 2 weeks and really notice because you might be just stuck on autopilot right. um and not even really wanting or needing the alcohol yeah. but more so just doing it cuz you're just stuck in this big habit Yeah. And it's important to, to kind of figure out something else to replace it too, because it's very easy.
1: It's very easy to go right back, you know? It's like, oh yeah, this is cool. I did it for two days. Like I get it. Now I'm going to go right back. But like, maybe just like plan ahead of time. Like if you're actually going to just take like a short break, plan something else, like maybe you're going to go for a walk around the block, or maybe you're going to grab your book and start reading that. Or maybe you're going to make a fun like mocktail drink or, um, you know, uh, any beer or whatever. Um, Something to replace it because, yeah, you're right. A lot
0: of times it is really just a habit. Mm -hmm. Yeah. uh, I've talked about that before on other episodes. I call it a habit swap. Yeah. That (laughs) plan in place because if you have a plan in place, then there's no, it kind of cuts out the decision making in the moment. And so, like, if you had too many decisions during the day and you have hit decision fatigue, then you already have a plan and it's not a choice anymore. And so you don't have to worry about it. So I love this. I think this is going to give our listeners a a lot to think about. um, And maybe if nothing else, just sit back and kind of take an inventory of their day um, and and see what kind of role it plays. So thank you so much for sharing uh, your raw and true story. Um, And then tell us where you mentioned it before, but just tell us one more time where we can find you.
1: Yeah. So I do have a website. It's blairsharp.com. And then, um, my Instagram is sobrietyactivist. And, um, I, like I said, I have a newsletter, um, it's called relatable AF and it's on Substack. but if you go to my link in my bio of my Instagram, you can find it there. So.
0: Okay, perfect. I'll get that all linked in our show notes. Um, And to our listeners, have a better brave day. Hey, thanks for being here. I love being able to highlight entrepreneurial journeys because no two are the same. To grab my free sales page planner or to book a discovery call with me, head to the show notes. Finally, please leave a quick review so I can continue this work. See you next week.